0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation, the ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation, the ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation, the ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations, icon of the seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean, Ships registry Bahamas.
2: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six
1: thirty. Chad. Yeah, we're gonna have
2: a goalie fight. Bear throws the right hand.
0: Might have been the best moment in the Battle of Alberta from about 1991 until tonight. But tonight we open up round two playoff series, first matchup between these two teams since Essa Tikkanen scored a Hattie. And it's funny because in Calgary they show the Theron Fleury overtime winner in game six, and he was a hell of a player. And he played and punched above his weight class and all those other things, but he wasn't exactly understated in his game winning goal NOT on the Mark Meski giveaway. And there were several Flames players that were like, oh, don't poke the Bear. And guess what? The Bear had one more swing back. And it was Esa Tikkanen who had a Bears market in that playoff run. He was absolutely killer for the Oilers. And the Oilers rallied from a 3 nothing deficit, came back, and beat the Flames. And game number seven was 1991. I was 25 years of age. I only had one chin. And it's the last time these two teams played in the playoffs. It's going to be awesome. This is Oilers Now. It's a game night live at the Saddle Dome. Bob Stauffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Hugh Porter from Digitex. He grew up a Grant Fuhrer and Glenn Anderson fan. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That is where we are going to go next, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. You can also text us, and we've got a ton of texts to get to, too, on uh, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter, at letters now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's, and we will tell you the Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit JvEdmonton.ca. So it is the Oilers and the Flames. Let's hear from you, Ron from Red Deer on line number one. Hello, Ron. How you doing? Really, really well.
2: So I'm a regular. I know. And the the fever that's in Red Deer right now. The flags are flying
1: hardcore.
2: Now when we do the Battle of Alberta
0: Golf Tournament we've done it twice there Terry Lowe and his people they do an incredible job Al Sims part of that as well. Uh, it's uh, you know for a charity that's near and dear to everybody's heart for the Children's Africa Center in Central Alberta. Uh, you know Sheldon Kennedy's a part of that event. Yes. I have I have come to learn that I believe that that red deer is about 6535 they, they they are Oilers fans there. And I think Calgary is seen as a little bit more of a white-collar city. Of course, at various times in Calgary, anywhere from sixty to 80,000 Americans live here. Uh, a little bit more white-collar in Calgary, a little bit more blue-collar in Edmonton. Do you, and I think that the more people in Red Deer kind of identify with the blue. Do you buy that? Am I on to something, or am I completely out to lunch?
1: Bob,
2: I did a million kilometers being a taxi driver here in Red Deer. Yep. And you're bang on, but the the other side is 65. The same thing, 65 35 for the football for Calgary
0: for the Stampeders. Well, yeah. that's it. That now that that I find interesting. Stampeders have been a real good football team for. So who are you taking, Ron? Who do you got?
2: Well, I just want to say this. I just hope that the Oilers slam the bodies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Thanks
0: a lot, Ron. Let's rack him. Let's keep the calls coming. We're going to go to Alex on line number two. Hi, Alex. How
3: you doing? I'm doing great, Bob, and I have more than one chin, too, so that's all right, my friend. All right. <laughs> Anyway, I'm wearing my beautiful Edmonton Oilers jerseys. I had it on since uh, breakfast time. I am stoked. I think if Edmonton keeps it simple, get the puck in deep and work off the cycle, and not try to make these uh, low percentage uh, passes and getting picked off. Keep it simple. I agree with that first caller. Let's do some big hitting and um, let's do this one for Ben and people like Ben who are out there. All right. And uh, go Ben, go. Hey, you know what? Um, my favorite moment, I've got so many, but when Gretzky scored that slap shot goal in overtime, and was that the year they beat him for zip 1988,
0: they beat him 4-straight. That was Wayne Gretzky's last play as a member of the Edmonton Oilers in Calgary. Uh, was the GWG and OT
3: shorthanded in 1988. Yeah, that's right. And what I remember most about that was, was okay, Calgary, there you go. You're, we put you in your place once again, once and for all. That's what I remember most about that. Love your show, Bob. I'll get off the air. Go Oilers, go. Seven
0: eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That opens up a phone line. Let's go to
2: Nick on line three. Nick, you're in Oilers now. Hey, Bob, thanks for taking my call. Um, the thing that excites me the most is the regular season scheme versus the playoff scheme. I've It's been so long since I've seen the Oilers finally commit to a 1-4 defensive scheme in the neutral zone. And Game 7 against L.A. was magic. And I think this series is going to come right down to the wire, Game 7, and it's going to come down to whichever superstar wanted more, who can play make those four or five plays throughout a game. I, I really think it's going to be that close.
0: It's interesting because L.A. sat back in a static 1-3-1. The Flames are a more aggressive forechecking team. We know that you <laughs> and Edmonton decided to kind of counterpunch a bit by not completely selling out and getting caught neutralized on transition. For Edmonton, one of the critical things that happened in Game 6 and Game 7 is they managed the puck better from just uh, maybe the top of the hash marks in their own defensive zone uh, to just outside the blue line because where they got gashed in Game 5 is they puked up a lot of pucks there, and the end result was L.A. caught them on transition, including the game winner, scored by Adrian Campe in Game 5. I do think puck maintenance is important. It's interesting the 9-5 game here the and koskinen started and smith came in the orders were absolutely egregious in terms of their puck maintenance in the noise they they did not get caught they didn't get killed on cycles they got caught turning pucks over and the flames counter strike absolutely buried them in the game so
2: good point point by you all right Uh, thanks you got a favorite memory Uh, You you already the Jack Michaels memory from a few years ago with the goalie fight. Uh, Just one more thing from you, Bob. What do you think about the refereeing when it comes to this series, when it comes to boarding calls? Because I watched that last game with Dallas and Calgary 10 minutes in, and Calgary Flames got absolutely decimated into the boards. Do you think they're going to stiffen up on that? And Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Well, they've got, I think, the
0: best official in the league working the game tonight, that's Wes McCauley. Um, You know, and and so we'll see here. I mean, you know, the old saying is, it's a loser's lament to complain about officiating. I know Dave Jackson from ESPN. We've had him on the show a couple times before and talked about the fact that uh, penalty calls we, we think have gone down in the in the uh, playoffs. Well, they have since 2005 2006, but not as much as people think on a season by season basis. You know, like uh, this year there was actually more calls through the first four games than in past years. I want to see them call penalties because it helps Edmonton, because the Oilers have the superior power play. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. We're going to go to John on line number four. John, you're an Oilers now.
2: Hey, Bob. I am so stoked about this series. I'm 61 years old. I grew up in Calgary. I've been in Edmonton for 30 years, so I basically spent half my life in Calgary, half my life in Edmonton. Uh, in the 80s, when the Oilers were a powerhouse, I absolutely hated them and I've been in Edmonton obviously long enough that I'm a diehard Oiler fan now. Most of my family's still in Calgary, so this is like family feud, man. I am stoked. I can't wait. To me, this is the Stanley Cup final. Um, you asked earlier about what you think the keys are yes. to the success. I think it's a no-brainer. The Oilers have to score first, and they have to score early, and that takes the Flames' ability to lean on them away. Um uh, if the Oilers are chasing the game, if they get behind and they're chasing the game, the Flames can just hang all over them, and it's going to be a really uphill grind. But this is uh, this is so exciting. It's been a long time coming. I remember that <laughs> that flurry moment when he was. Spinning around the ice on his knees. And in those days, I was living in Calgary and I was a Calgary fan, and I was even like, I was cringing. I'm like, oh, man, what are you doing? And sure enough, right?
0: (laughs) And you know, Flurry would say, well, hey, the owners fell behind. They were so upset they fell behind 3 0 in game seven. Don't forget, Edmonton, Calgary won the 1989 Stanley Cup. I remember, uh, you know, I was in university that year. We worked out in, we were in the middle of nowhere in a place called Manitowage, Ontario that's actually the hometown of former Flames head coach Jeff Ward and we were, you know, all the kids in our camp that year were from like McGill and uh, Western, and Bishops, and they were all cheering for the Canadians, and there was three guys from Alberta in the entire camp. And so I I admit, in 1989, I was cheering for Calgary to beat Montreal. I also respected how good the Flames were throughout the 1980s. Like, they were, and we're going to have Kevin Kevin Lowe coming up at 2.30 today. We had Wayne on the show on Monday, Paul Koff. All these guys would say the same thing. They didn't like Calgary, but they respected them because they knew those were the best games, and I'm hoping that we're tracking to that place now in the Pacific Division. With all due respect to Vegas and L.A., who look like they're going to have a good team in a couple of years, my hope is that Edmonton and Calgary are the two best teams in the Pacific. I just want to see the Oilers
2: win come playoff time. Well, you know, it was massive frustration back in those days for, for people living in Calgary because we knew that we had if it wasn't for the Oilers we had the best team in the west for sure and it's yeah. just like every year uh you know until what was it, 89? Every year, it was just like, we, you know, you got to Even go when they won thing. in
0: 86, like, you know what? Speck said, oh, no, the Flames were better in this series. I think I, I think a couple things happened. I mean, the Orders had won two cups in a row. Sometimes you need some good luck. I think Edmonton maybe took, you know, the, the foot off, lost a little bit of focus. But they certainly, you know, then they ended up winning 87, 88. Flames won in 89. The Orders won in 90. The Orders were the team that had the champion. I mean, the joke is, right, how do you spell dynasty in Calgary. O-N-E. Because they won the one cup, right? That's the joke. And, and the owners won five cups in seven years. But, the rea- you know, let's face it. Calgary was good enough. They could have won two or three more Stanley Cup championships if they weren't in the same, uh, you know, had to get past Edmonton in the playoffs in the second round every year.
2: Well, what's, what's the current joke? How come there's so many Starbucks in Calgary? I don't know. Because uh, Calgary can't find a second cup. There we go. Well done.
0: Nice <laughs> job, my man. Thanks for the call.
2: All right. Take care, man. Good luck.
0: Thanks. 780-496-0063. That opens up another phone line. We are going to go. I think we got Al patiently holding on line number five. Al, how you doing?
2: Good. How are you doing, Bob? Good. I agree with you about the neutral zone play. No doubt that has to be cleaned up. I'd also like to see them get the puck out of their zone a little bit uh, better. Uh, uh, You know, uh, cancel that uh, cycle out. And one more thing, I'd like to see the Oilers playoff theme song back to 2006 with uh, Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. That would just uh, get that crowd going and going. So, uh, All right. I, I, uh, I predict the Oilers in seven.
0: All right, there we go. Uh thanks, Al. 780 496 0063. It's one eighteen in Edmonton. Ted from Martinsville, Saskatchewan says, Bob, I definitely never saw this come from Mike Smith, but now that he's rounding in a form, his play could be sustainable. Perhaps the injury plague season was a blessing. Well, the reality of the situation is with Mike Smith in the last two seasons, he's been at nine twenty three and nine fifteen. He's been fine. No one thought he was going to go 9.47 in his final 12 starts in the regular season, or go 9.38 in a seven-game series against LA. That, he, that's, it's, that's his face. Nobody thought that. Nobody thought that was possible. Um, all right, we got another full rock coming. Uh, we're going to go to Big Bad Joe on line number six. How you doing, Big Bad Joe? Hey, I'm doing fine, Bob. How
3: are you? Good. I'm pretty stoked, but uh. I came in. Uh, I came to Canada in 1991, so I don't know a lot about it. But I mean, uh, my predictions were for, for the Oilers. Is when uh, they taken me four. why? If you look at Saturday's game, I said to my girlfriend, "I know Edmonton has a good team, but the way they played and they keep playing like that." They beat everybody,
0: though. So I picked the Oilers in four, brought to you by RoyalPizza.com. There we go. Well, hey, Royal, it's uh, Big Bad Joe. Just so you know, it's RoyalPizza.ca. We want to get the clients. Uh, It's all good. Thanks for the call, Big Bad Joe. Uh, Ah, He came to Canada in 91. He missed 83 in all those playoff series between the Oilers and the Flames. 1983, Edmonton destroyed Calgary in five. Uh, You know, they, they lit him up. Big time. Uh, one of the game, the game at the old building, uh, the old Stampede Corral. That was a game where uh, Dave Semenko fought Tim Hunter, and Hunter kind of came on a little bit late in the fight, and then Semenko got a sneaky one in that knocked, uh, you know, what out of uh, Timmy Hunter, and then Poplinski jumped in there. Semenko got a five-minute major, and the Oilers scored two shorthanded goals. So they won one of the games. They got ten in one of the games and nine in another. So the 83 series wasn't close. In 84, Edmonton was up three games to one. And Calgary roared back Paul Reinhardt, uh, father of Sam and Griffin Reinhardt, He was stellar in that series before the back injuries kind of derailed his career. But Edmonton ultimately won game 7-7 seven, seven of 4. I remember John Like There were a lot of fans, myself included, that were nervous about what was transpiring during the course of the 84 series. 86, Calgary won on the Steve Smith bank shot. It's one of the most famous, uh, you know, misplays of all time. We know that. Uh, 1988. The Flames were the favorite. They finished ahead of Edmonton in the regular season, 440 goal scores. Edmonton won the first two games here, including Gretzky in overtime, and then they whacked Calgary in games three and four back in Edmonton. Uh, so that gets us to 88, and then we end up in a situation, uh, let's see, there was 83, there was 84, uh, 86, 88, and then, of course, the 1991, which was a beauty as well. Uh, we are going to take a timeout. I know we've got Sandy, Dominic, and Ian Holding, tons of text. We'll keep the calls coming, text coming. It's 121 in Edmonton. We're live from the Saddledome on Oilers Now. It's the first time I'd heard that Opa commercial. Something about uh, a younger generation that feels compelled to heat up everything in the microwaves. I don't know what it is. I'm from a far more wasteful era. You ate what you ate, and then it was done. All 496 63 780-496-0063-125 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer live at Scotiabank Saddle Dome. We're going to go to the extra hour today. John Shannon coming up at 135. David Staples skull to Hockey 205. Hockey Hall of Famer, Vice Chair, Oilers Entertainment Group. Kevin Lowe on the Battle of Alberta to close the show. Back to the calls. Sandy on line one. Sandy, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Is this Sandy Nesbitt?
1: Are you doing? Good. Uh, can we can we say who you used to live with back in the day? Uh, well, he's going to be on the radio a little later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty jacked up about this battle of battle of Alberta back again. Finally, been waiting uh, for this for years. What? What? Uh, where were you at? Were you? Uh,
0: what were you running in
1: 1991? Oh, 91 was uh, 91 was bleachers. Uh, 90, 91, all the way through from '88. Was bleachers down uh, across from the brick, and uh, all the boys used to come in after every win, and uh, it was it was just a great time. But I remember '88 the best because uh, a friend of mine and I smuggled uh, whisk brooms into the uh, into Rexall, and oh. and uh, when we <laughs> when we swept the flames, I threw my whisk broom out on the ice, and Esso and picked it up and gave the ice a little sweep. It was great. It was one
0: of the greatest moments. I remember that. I howled. That was awesome stuff, Sam. All right, what do the Oilers need to do to win?
1: Well, you know what? It's, uh, everybody's been saying about the great start, but it is really. I mean, they looked nervous the first period they played L.A. Uh, that first period made me nervous. But uh, So they've got to come out and play their game and right off the bat. And I think if they do that with the hitting that uh, uh, McDavid's been I'm I'm taking Edmonton in six for sure.
0: All right, Sandy. Awesome to hear from you again. Hope you're well, my man.
1: Uh, take care, man.
0: You bet. Let's go to Dominic on line number two. Dominic, how are you? I'm good.
2: How are you? Good. Uh, excellent. Um, the reason I call is uh, I'm picking the orders in six. And, and why? Uh, like why? The, why do you think? What, what, what's well, going to get it done for them? last gentleman just said, they have to play their game. If they stick with their game the way they've been playing uh, two or three games in Al- against LA, I think they will do it. Guaranteed that they will win. But they have to stay out of the penalty box and let Calgary take all the penalties so we can cash in on the power play. Great I- stuff. I also, have, I also have a riddle for you. I also have a riddle. What's Uh-oh. the difference between you? What's the difference between the flames and a bra? Uh, I don't know. The
0: bra has two cups. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Dominic. Well done. Let's go to Ian. Ian's going to close it down here in the open line segment. Ian, you got about uh, 60 seconds. Make it count,
2: my man. All right. Uh, well, first-time caller. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just have a fun story. Uh, I was living in Calgary in '91. Took a charter up to Game Six with uh, my buddy, who's a Flames fan, and uh, you can imagine I was a pretty lonely trip. Uh, a few soda pops on the way, uh, and yeah. So I was there live for the flurry goal, and uh, they were a lot of they were singing his name and hooting and hollering on the way back. And I waited till it quieted down. And I said Edmonton at seven. And, uh, and yeah, they, that got that
0: an uproar. They spilled all their booze on. They did. Did you? After they you said did. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, that was that was good. I remember. I, I think I threw something at the TV when it was three nuts in game seven and turned it off. <laughs> and I I don't remember what point uh, of the comeback I turned it back on, but I was uh, I was pretty happy when uh, when Teak uh, put it away there. Ian, great stuff. Thanks for the call, my man. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You bet. One, Thanks you are at 129 in
0: Edmonton. I will weave in some texts coming up. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in Oilers Now, we'll bring aboard John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.